What happens to werewolves under a blood moon? Why do dogs do that thing where they walk around in a little circle over and over before they lay down? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hello! Hey! And welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday, me, Kit Greer-Mulvena and Rory Powers, who's sitting across from me, get into a different uh, case and decide by the end of the episode whether it's truly paranormal or not. How are you doing today, Rory? Uh, does this answer your question, Kit? Wow. Oh, yeah. Unprofessional. We're recording this on a Friday, folks, which means spirits are high in the office. We're uh, we're kicking back. We're having a few drinks. We're going to investigate a paranormal creature. And then we're going to decide at the end whether or not we think we could fight it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I, I want to check your language, though, because office brother we're in a studio you don't see me wearing a tie well sometimes i do wear a tie and we're not like uh weird uptight bosses well sometimes we are because we have to the staff don't put the file the paper away in the right location every time and i sometimes have to pull them up and do a little one-to-one meeting but i'm getting off track but this isn't an office bud this is this is paranormal headquarters it's a cool studio we're here in london we're here in a cool studio in London. Do you call the fucking bat cave an office? No, you don't. Do you call do you call do you call the strip club an office? Do you no. think Jeff Goldblum called the park Jurassic Island his office? <laughs> no. And just like Jurassic Park, things go wrong here on the daily. We kind of <laughs> match that chaotic energy. Things that evolution should have killed years and years ago thrive. In this office, a.k.a. me and Kit. I don't think the events of Jurassic Park can be described as chaotic energy. A lot of people died. In a pretty chaotic fashion. And a lot of illegal genetic experiments took place. (laughs) So, because you watch the movie, you have some fun. It's all pretty adventurous. But, you know, I don't think we come down hard enough on that as a society and say, never again. And it did happen again. What are we on now? Jurassic Park 5? I think the, the funny thing is, if you watch Jurassic Park, you realize how much... It wasn't the fault of the guy who made Jurassic Park. How couldn't it be? It would so have you're been... telling me you reanimate dinosaurs and then a little bit later you have some, uh-oh, we had a little dinosaur accident. Brother, you brought back the dinosaurs. There would be no dinosaur accidents had you not done that. How could we have seen this coming? How could we have prevented this? <laughs> no, it's not his fault. It's not Colonel Sanders' fault that the dinosaurs went wild. It's the motherfucker who stole everything and shut down the electric fences. And that's how it all kicked off. Yeah, the, the Just Stop Oil or the Extinction Rebellion of Jurassic Park Universe. They, they went in <laughs> trying to shut it down. Um, I mean, this is worryingly in the press. I don't want to get off topic, but did you see the other day that they've reanimated 40,000-year-old uh, worms? I did see this, right? Worms that have been frozen in permafrost for, yeah, thousands of years. And I think immediately they started multiplying by themselves. <laughs> which they? is incre- yeah, re- reproducing asexually. Which <laughs> is the worst thing that it could possibly do. The- you think you're pretty safe with a worm, right? right. It's not going to bite you. It doesn't have a mouth. I think the most it can do is shit grass and eat grass. But if that thing starts dividing, growing little legs and teeth... Freeze it again. The worms wake up and they're like, Go! <laughs> All right, quick, multiply. We don't know when another ice age is coming. It could be any second. Hey, look, if you've been frozen for 40,000 years, the first thing in your mind is probably going to be banging. You don't know how long till you're going to be frozen again. You got to start hooking up now. That's also a good explainer for what life is like uh, during winter in the UK. As soon as the thaw comes in spring, you got to start banging. Uh, until it sets in again come October. That is not what we are here to talk about today, though, Rory, because we've got a massive paranormal case on our hands. It's a classic. It's a cryptid. This is old school, this Paranormal Life vibes. Are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. We're going to get right into that after a couple of words from today's sponsors. With a reminder that every episode of This Paranormal Life is available ad-free over at patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. It was Saturday, 23rd of April, 2016, and a young couple called Raquel and David had made the journey from Ohio to Louisville, Kentucky, 
for a sightseeing trip like no other. Wow, 2016, very recent case this morning. The good old days before COVID f***ed it all. Sure. People were walking around hand in hand, coughing in each other's faces. Making out with strangers. Doing whatever they wanted. Holidaying to Wuhan, China. <laughs> to the famous food markets of Wuhan. <laughs> Without a care in the world. They weren't in town to check out... I licked a bat one huh? day, just for fun, at the London Zoo. <laughs> Calm down, Ozzy Osbourne. The, we're not going to get into it, but no good can come from interfacing with bats on that level. Because it's only happened twice in history. Once, when Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat. Did that actually happen or was that an urban legend? That's real. That's not okay. Did he do it for a photo shoot or something? Uh, I feel like, is it on camera? I don't know, but it, it definitely happened. That's kind of f***ed up. I'm team bat on that one. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to think, you know, because these guys sing about, you know, worshipping the devil and being into rock and roll. And we're all like, hell yeah, brother, I'll buy the album. It was great. Um, and then as soon as they actually follow through and bite the head off a bat, it's like, whoa, he's the bad guy. Well, bats are kind of supposed to be on the side of the devil, right? They got little fangs, creatures of the night. They're spooky little guys. They're supposed to be on your side. You don't see Ash Ketchum biting the heads off Pikachus. <laughs> He's your little buddy. Right, but Ash Ketchum <laughs> didn't release multiple albums saying he worships the devil. <laughs> that he worships Mewtwo. <laughs> As I say, these guys weren't in town to check out the local history or chow down on barbecue. They were there for paranormal purposes. Which, as I learned last time I flew into JFK, that is not an official answer to the question, business or leisure. There is no third option of paranormal. I got taken out back and interrogated for three hours. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't know who invented that, that joke first of uh, not traveling for business or leisure, but traveling for business or pleasure. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've answered that in like an online forum I thought that was, as soon as you said leisure, I thought it was, I was like, he said it wrong. I thought it was business or pleasure. Is it not? It's definitely not. Are you sure? <laughs> business or pleasure. I definitely thought it was. No, business or leisure is the question in the travel document. Business or pleasure is a new fun and steamy rom-com from novelist Rachel Lynn Solomon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I did the same thing, though. I think it's so in our heads from, like, movies and TV and stuff that uh, I think I answered that on a forum one time. Yeah, business or leisure? Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, sorry, forum is all f***ed up, Chief, because <laughs> pleasure isn't an option. Like I say, these guys were there to check out the paranormal. They had tickets to spend the night at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Hmm. The haunted old hospital we covered in a previous episode quite recently. But they weren't able to get in until 10 p.m. But luckily, there was more to do than just wait. The pair sat in a little diner in rural West Louisville planning out their movements for the evening. Before going to the sanatorium, they decided to try and track down a local cryptid, rumors of which had been radiating across the country for decades. They poured over a crinkled old map of the area. There, Pope Lake Creek runs through here. The bridge where the monster hunts is right there. We're not technically allowed up there, so we'll have to wait until after dark. Even though this creature had national fame, it wasn't even known if the beast had ever really been seen, let alone caught on camera. Raquel and David were- What? Raquel and David No, were stop, hold on. Excuse me. Go on. The beast is exists in legends and stories and it's, it's multiple encounters. extremely famous. And yet it's never been seen. We don't know. Okay, I think start with a different creature. Because there's some that people say they have seen that still haven't been caught yet. So maybe don't go for the one that's never even been seen by human eyes. That's hard mode. That's, that's rare. Well, we've got to start asking ourselves, why hasn't it been seen? <laughs> Did anyone technically see Medusa? Yes, I think that's the whole point. That's why the people were turned mm -hmm. to stone. <laughs> right, but if they were, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like... If you get instantly turned to stone as soon as you lay eyes on do you can you say you've seen her? Yeah, you just said you get turned to stone when you lay eyes on her when you see her, so... Yeah, but, like, you're dead, so you can't... <laughs> so no one can say they've seen her, so... Move on. 
I'm trying to. You're the one who, you're the one who's got problems very early in the story. Raquel and David were determined to be the ones to confirm this thing's existence. Soon their names would be synonymous with the Pope-Lick monster. Now, is the creature itself named it's after... It's just that no one saw <laughs> the creature from Cloverfield until quite late in the movie. So they saw it! Right, but for a long time... <laughs> for a long time... Yeah. I think you do see you, things pretty early like, on. <laughs> it was so they like, heard it as well. Yeah, they did hear it. Like the Pope Lick monster. I'm okay. just, you know, like people were very scared of it and it actually tore down like skyscrapers and shit, I seem to remember. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really not that discreet. Uh, is, does the name Pope Lick come from the location? It does. Uh, or is this thing licking popes like a popsicle? <laughs> uh, to my knowledge, it is not. This thing is not hanging out with the late Pope John Paul III or whatever. It is related to, I think, either Pope Lick Creek or Pope Lick Road. Yeah, I think it's the creek. I think it's the creek came first. That's that makes a- sense because God made the creeks. God didn't make the roads, I think is the idea. <laughs> so that makes sense. Was that he that licking them? First. I don't know if it does make a lot of sense. I, this is too many questions for this early in the show. It's, sorry, but uh, like, oh, like, what does it look like? That is too much information. That is classified. I'm, what ho- it looks I'm hoping like. we'll get to that at some what, point in the future. Why is the road called what it is? I don't know. Why is London called London? I don't know. I don't know. They pulled up in a secluded lay-by on Pope Lick Road. The rusty train trestle loomed over the country lane ahead of them and continued long into the horizon. The sight of the bridge alone was creepy, but knowing about the creature added an extra layer. Keep your wits about you. They say it likes to hunt beneath the bridge. We're in its territory now. The plan was to get through the high fence that kept the public from the active railway line and walk along it under cover of darkness. It was a dangerous mission, but to them, worth the risk. They made it over the chain link fence and scaled the steep hill to the bridge. It was pitch black up there and quiet, so they were certain they'd be able to hear any minuscule sound from the ground below. Holy shit! The pair froze, hardly believing their ears. Come on! We've got to follow whatever made that sound! Raquel and David slowly walked across the wooden slats, both armed with torches. They kept quiet with their thumbs on the switch. If they heard a rustling in the bushes below, they were ready to light it up. What was that? It's just a deer. Maybe it's running away from the monster. That means it's heading this way! They crouched low, scanning for more movement. It was silent once again, but they were concentrating so hard they didn't feel the rumbling. At first. Oh shit! There's a train coming! Run! They scrambled to their feet and looked down the track to see a train charging towards them. There was nowhere to go but off the side. They had to hang over the edge of the train track until the train passed. David clambered down the right side of the bridge and clung on for dear life. Once it was safely passed, David hauled himself back up onto the track. Raquel, that was close. Raquel? Raquel was nowhere to be seen. Young Raquel tragically lost her life on the trail of the Pope Lick monster that night. But Raquel wasn't the first, nor would be the last, to die hunting the Pope Lick monster. They didn't even get to see it. (laughs) But David doesn't know to this day whether it saw them. I just, I sorry, I don't want to like get us too distracted, huh? like quite on. I don't want to treat this as like the first victim of the legendary beast. They got hit by a train. They went down onto a train track at night and a train came and then one of them was gone. They didn't see or hear. They actually the did hear it. I don't know if they did. They what they did. <laughs> they heard what sounded like the screeching of a train's brakes. On metal tracks, <laughs> no, no. right before a train collided with someone, apparently. I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say the public monster got anybody. I'm saying they went to see the public monster. Yeah. Then they heard it. <laughs> okay. And as a completely unrelated, well, related but unrelated to hunting the public monster. Sure. Yes, tragically, one of them died. I'm. I'm just not leaving that out. Uh, out of respect. 
But I'm just saying this is like me going to hunt Bigfoot at 3 a.m. on a busy highway. <laughs> yes. Without a flashlight and a blindfold on. And when I get hit by a car, I say, the beast must have found me. What's your problem, Chief? I'm just saying... You've been attacking my case <laughs> since second once. Why don't you just spit it out? Why don't you spit it out? I'm just saying the first instance of this case of these two paranormal mm-hmm. hunters just hasn't grabbed me so far. I'm hearing legends of a creature I don't know a lot about and a story that involves not even seeing anything. So yeah, I'm Well, I don't know if you heard the little bit at the start. No one's seen it. So hearing I'm it, hoping that so changes. Hearing it, I, I'm also worried that hearing it, you're telling a story about no one who's ever seen it, and this took place in 2016. That leaves very little runway for someone to have seen this thing. <laughs> hearing it is actually considered a great honor because so few people have seen it. Maybe no one. Uh, This is an extremely tragic story, but one that you will see in time is absolutely not unique in this investigation. Of course, we want to know firstly, what are we hunting? What is the Popelik monster? The Popelik monster is said to live near the bridge on the Norfolk Southern Railway, which passes over Popelik Creek in Kentucky. Legends say it's a human-goat hybrid with a grotesquely deformed human body. Didn't see that one coming. It has muscular, furry goat legs like Satan himself. It has wide-set eyes, either side of a long nose on its pale face. But no one's ever seen it. It has... People have got glimpses. (laughs) Some people have seen it! Well, they've seen... You know, it's like... (laughs) What?! You ever hear the, the, the story of, you know, the blind men describing an elephant? No. Well, there's like three guys... And they're all blind, completely blind. Okay. And they see an elephant. Well, they don't see it, but they, they, they meet an elephant. And they're like, this is crazy. I've always wanted to meet an elephant. Okay. So one of them goes up and touches the trunk. And, and they're like, oh, it's like scaly and long like a snake. That's sick. And the other one touches. You get where I'm going with this. They all touch different bits. And then they all have three different descriptions. This is just like the Popelik monster. Someone gets a glimpse of this thing. <laughs> Bearing in mind they're running across railway <laughs> wooden slats so they barely can get a look at it. And they, one of them sees the furry goat legs. Another one sees uh, the hu- deformed human body. <laughs> You're like, uh, that example is just like the Popelik monster because all three of those blind dudes died. <laughs> the elephant absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you ever hear that story of the three blind guys who touched an elephant? They had to shut down Cincinnati Zoo for two weeks. <laughs> it was a crime scene. Yeah. They were destroyed. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I thought this was like a parable. No, no. no this happened like, like Tuesday. Yeah. It's so f***ing wild. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever see, that's an that's a internet video classic, is man tries to convert tiger to Christianity. That's a well, that's a video. <laughs> Have you never seen it? That sounds like a metaphor. <laughs> that even like the message of the Lord could could convert a lion to the ways of peace. Right. Right. You know. Okay. We- we don't have time to watch the video, but here's the news article, NBCnews.com from 2004, showing Rory the article. Man tries to convert lions to Jesus, gets bitten. <laughs> uh, and then an image which is a screenshot of the video. A man leaped into a lion's den at Taipei Zoo on Wednesday, trying to convert the king of beasts to Christianity. Uh, right, because Christianity already has the king of men, <laughs> Jesus. So they're like, all right, now next up, we need to get the king of beasts. Uh, Jesus will save you, shouted the 46-year-old man at two African lions. He then shouted, come bite me. <laughs> okay. With both hands raised. <laughs> The large male bit him in his leg before the zoo workers drove it away with water hoses. It said that he's lucky they had already fed earlier that day. Yeah, you know, I haven't read the Bible start to finish, but I don't remember the uh, the parable where Jesus said, come bite me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, getting back to the description of the Pope-Lick monster. It also has short, sharp horns protruding from its temples, like the devil, and a mane of matted, greasy hair hanging from its shoulders. Does that description 
sign anything like other creatures we've seen on this paranormal life? Some kind of combination between the goat man, one of, of our first investigations, and the donkey lady. That's a good point. I had done potentially as well some Wendigo vibes, a kind mm -hmm. of cursed animalistic man. Yeah, not exactly breaking the mold here. A lot of your cliches for kind of cryptids, paranormal beasts, a satanic undertone combined with uh, the animalistic side of, of a wild creature. Some stories describe the monster jumping down from the trestle onto passing cars on the road below. Its horns and claws are deadly enough as is, but some say the Pope-like monster also carries an axe okay. with which to bludgeon its victims so, to death. So, so just to clarify, hmm? this thing is jumping from car to car <laughs> like Morpheus in The Matrix Reloaded. Or and Morbius. Yet, and yet no one has managed to catch a glimpse you of You are taking it too literally. I said, I think I said something to the effect of no one really knows if it's been seen for real. You're like, three blind guys touched him. They touched him real good. He didn't like that. <laughs> That's kind of what pissed him off. Yeah, and we call those the Kentucky Axe Murders of 08. Um, yeah, look, David and Raquel, they, all they knew was, hey, I've heard some crazy stuff. There's some legends. There's some stories on Reddit, and we don't know which ones are creepypastas and which ones are real. You mm -hmm. know, my uncle's unk told him that his Jeep Patriot got crushed by a goat that looks suspiciously like John Bon Jovi with greasy <laughs> hair down to its cankles. Okay. Uh, you know, don't know if it's a creepy guy. Don't know if it's uh, the public monster. But it should be said that that last bit actually bears extreme resemblance to the goat man. Yeah, he had uh, an axe as well. The axe, namely. Uh, and in fact, it turns out the Goatman isn't that far away from here, distance-wise. The Goatman is associated with, I had to look this up, but Prince George County, Maryland, about uh, 600 miles away. To be honest, what seems to separate them most of all is their origin stories. Rory, I know that you're going to remember where the goat man came from, like the back of your hand, because you've dedicated years of your life to his research. Sure. He's like a brother to you. But some of our listeners might not remember this quite as clearly. The goat man is believed to have once been a scientist working in an agricultural research center. This does ring a bell. He was experimenting on goats, presumably trying to splice their DNA with weapons-grade plutonium or something. Right, similar to every Spider-Man villain <laughs> ever. That does it? Uh, huh, oh, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. They're like, like the Lizard Man or lizard whatever it's called. does it. Uh, to be fair, uh, Green Goblin, I think he was just... He just made an evil gas. <laughs> yes, that's that kind right. of f***ed him up. Something went horribly wrong. He was transformed into a horrible part goat abomination and started attacking cars outside the lab and other researchers before retreating into the woods. That's the problem with uh, splicing in some goat DNA into the human body. There, there, there's really no percent that is socially acceptable. Right. Even 5% goat is just is going to f*** you up enough that, that it's not normal, you know? Like one hoof. That's still too weird. Well, you say that, but then... So I always get confused because scientists say that we are like 55% lettuce. I don't think they do. They absolutely do. You can Google it. I think that's a man in a lab coat that lives in an alleyway. I'm, I'm literally looking it up right now. I'm reading an article from the India Times in 2018. We share 99% of our DNA with lettuce. What does that even mean? <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> What's the 1%? You can't list what the... You, you can't claim what the 99% is and say that's lettuce without <laughs> telling us what the 1% is. Yeah. And I don't want to hear the youth pastor explanation of that 1%, that's the Holy Spirit. That's what turns you... That's what separates you from the lettuce. I refuse to believe I'm 1% away from being a f***ing vegetable. All right, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the world, all right, but I'm not a plant. It has to be more than 1%. I refuse to believe it. It's 1%. Uh, this article has to be wrong because in the sentence before that, it says we share 99% of our genes with 
uh, chimps and bonobos. Are they then part lettuce as well? <laughs> I don't know. Rory, you might think you're not 99% lettuce, but I just think it's pretty interesting how you like water, don't you? Sure. You kind of need it to live. Yeah. And you actually actually really like the sun too. Uh, yeah. I think that's where the comparison stop. You can't grow. <laughs> I hate those useless science facts <laughs> they're, they're, where it's like, oh, did you know the human body is 60% water? No, it isn't. Look at me, motherfucker. No, it isn't. I think that one is true. No, though. it can't be. I refuse. I refuse to believe it. Like, if you asked me to, to produce water right now, I couldn't do it. I could spit you, a little. You can. You could piss. That's literally one of the only things humans can produce. That isn't water. That's beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of claims from a guy who has two open beverages <laughs> next to him as we speak, both of which are 99.9% water. There's no way. That Fanta is all chemicals. I do just want to quickly point out, what is it with people becoming human-animal hybrids, the goat man, and namely the lizard man, uh, and them attacking cars? Yeah. So his DNA got spliced, and the first thing he did was beeline to a car park and start beating the shit out of Chevrolets. Uh, I think the goat man did something similar because he didn't like uh, teenagers having sex in the woods. (laughs) So he would go out and smash up some cars and things like that. I will say for the record, uh, the lizard man, no part of his story included uh, DNA splicing. I think right. he was just a lizard, a big lizard. Yeah, a lizard that got a bit too big for his boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I say, that is the story of the goat man, which couldn't be more different to the lore of the Pope Lick monster. Right. I'm going to tell you exactly where the Pope Lick monster came from right after a couple words from today's sponsors. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Some say that long ago, a traveling carnival was roaming the country. But we're not talking about the kind with fun clowns and candy floss. This was an old-timey circus full of miserable animals and human exhibits that were forced on stage night after night and called freaks by the circus owners and their patrons. And one particular freak was at the very bottom of the hierarchy. There was a half-man, half-goat creature that resisted its cruel handlers and was the subject of regular beatings to try and get it to stay in line. One day, the circus was passing through Kentucky, cramming in as many shows as possible. They were raking in the bucks, but the freaks didn't see a penny of it. They were given mere scraps to eat. The, for lack of a better term, goat man had finally reached his limit. Dear God, it's loose. The beast is loose. He broke free of his binds and escaped into the night. Now that it was free, it had more than scraps to survive on, and it thrived, finding plenty of animals to hunt in the Kentucky wilderness. 
along with the occasional human. What do you think of that origin story? It's a pretty wild one. I mean, when did they say that this traveling freak show was kind of making the rounds? Redacted. Okay, because that would be my only problem in the story is then the implication would be that this creature has been around for quite some time. If he's showing up in 2016 and still hopping from car to car, uh, that is definitely not just something that is like a bit of a weird monster thing. That's like a actual paranormal beast. If it's that would have mean it would have had to have been alive for almost a hundred years. Well, at least put it this way. I haven't been to a traveling freak show, but sure. I have been to a circus uh, that would be illegal today. Uh, <laughs> one of the sad ones with all the depressed animals. Um, I definitely went to one of those as a kid. I uh, think I did as well in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, and you do see dodgy circuses sometimes, but I think most of that stuff's illegal now. I mean, yeah, traveling freak show was a bit much, but uh, it might not have been that long ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I assume your illegal circus was just maybe they shouldn't have had an elephant. Not like there was a f***ing little weasel man they were whipping with a rope while he danced for peanuts. You're like, it was me. I was in the circus. I was the goat man that got freed. I was the it, weasel boy. It pays better than the paper round. I'll tell you that much. Uh, no, there was no weasel man getting whipped to my knowledge. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. This isn't something uh, that's original, though, of course. We've seen this many times, many other cases where we are faced with a pretty tough one of like, is this uh, a baby cryptid of the same species or is this the original one that started the whole story? Yeah. Um, but this creature does seem like a bit like a one of one. It's not really a Bigfoot where there's probably more. Um, this seems like a freak of nature. Yeah. Well, as it happens... There are actually a couple of other potential origins. So if you don't like that one, there's a chance you might like one of the others. Okay. So why don't I tell you the other legend origin stories uh, and you tell me which you think is the most likely. So origin number two is that this ungodly creature was originally a secret government project. It was like Eleven from Stranger Things or Mewtwo until its power became too great and could no longer be contained. You know that it was just floating in a tub of goo, unconscious, and then like an alarm started going off and one of the scientists would run over to a computer saying some shit like, it can't be, the system is saying that experiment 87 is awake. It's impossible, it should be cryogenically tranquilized. And then he sees its hooves twitch Okay, I need to shut ah, this mother down. Mother of God! I need to shut this down. Then its eyes open, it telepathically smashes every bit of the laboratory and charges art. Uh, hard cut to the military general from Akira looking at a radar and he's monitoring its movements and he's like, if it breaches the city, then lock down the whole state. Should we just go to conclusions, I think? If, uh, That's origin if is... story number two. I'm just, hey. Origin uh, story number don't two. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Involves a mare from Akira. <laughs> I, I threw in a little bit of extra cinematic magic, but the short story is that it got loose and couldn't be recaptured. It's been living in the wilderness if ever this since. Was, uh, if this was a government experiment into gene splicing to create presumably some sort of super soldier, why did they start with a goat? <laughs> a creature which I think I've seen before eat its own shit. That's not a step up in human evolution. You ever seen those goats that can climb really steep mountains? <laughs> yeah, but I've also seen the ones that when they get scared, they become paralyzed and fall over. It could be pretty useful on the battlefield <laughs> if people think you're dead. I just think start with, I don't know, a scorpion. <laughs> give give just a normal guy a poison tail he can kind of sting people with. That was where uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Scorpion King came from, from The Mummy Returns, I think. I think it was, yeah. Well, what I do know is scientists never shut up about how similar we are to not lettuce, but uh, like pigs and stuff. So yeah. may maybe they're picking animals that are like very similar to us. Yeah, but I guess even if the operation is a success, what are you left with? <laughs> right. Some pretty bad tasting sausages. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Uh, okay. Probably shouldn't have told you that one. You're quite hostile about origin story number two. But uh, there is a third. And it is by far the most paranormal. And uh, believe it or not, widely accepted in Pope Lick and the surrounding areas. Locals believe that way back when, there was a farmer who began flirting with the paranormal and esoteric arts. Who hasn't? And before long, he had descended deep into the occult. He would perform ritual sacrifices of goats in order to gain satanic powers. But one day, when the man died, he was reincarnated as a twisted halfling condemned to roam the earth for eternity. Ooh, I like this one. Okay, you like that one better than the others? I think so, yeah. It's a little more colorful, a little spicy. I mean, it at least halfway explains the goat thing. Yeah. That like, you know, that's the devil was like, in exchange for your earthly powers, you will be doomed to be transformed into a goat halfling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. There's always a little catch with him. He gives you a little yeah. something, but you're going to have to pay a pretty, pretty hefty price. That's why you got to make sure it's worth it. If you're going to ask him for anything, make sure it's something really, really good. No, I think that the, the moral of the story is he will always trick you. So nothing could ever be worth it. Nothing would ever be worth your like eternal soul. Yeah. So think extra hard before mm, you ask him. No, because like... Make sure the, it's something really good. Arguably, the parable is that heaven is already here on earth and you should just enjoy your life here and live a good life in order to enjoy the afterlife. And that just by talking to the devil at all is a trick. But if you got a couple itself. of goats you could afford to lose, hmm. just and uh, and some candles and some some little chalk circle on the floor, you know, just be careful. Just think about. So, example, like, what are you thinking? If of? you're thinking like, hey, I want a PlayStation Four, right? Think smarter. Ask for a PlayStation Five. <laughs> Future-proof your your wishes. If you're thinking, hey, can I? I want to be able to backflip, Mister Devil. No one. Maybe just say flip. Because then you can flip in any direction, forward, backwards. Those kind of sideways ones that all the parkour guys do. You have a PS5. How do you think I got it? No. <laughs> it was the first week the PS5 dropped, sold out everywhere. Rory is just, black rings around his eyes, just playing like <laughs> NBA 2K in his living room. A PlayStation 5 arrives in front of me, but I immediately get goat hooves for hands. <laughs> no! <laughs> Curse you, Satan! <laughs> imagine imagine the devil offering you anything you want and you answer PS4. Not even the latest incarnation <laughs> of the console. It's like, nah, you know, I'm not a picky guy. I don't need I don't need the slim one with the extra hard drive. Just here's the regular. Here's what I would do, right? If I ever had to ask the devil for anything, I would ask for a gun that can kill the devil. <laughs> And then he has Why to make just, it. I, I, okay. And then guess what, motherfucker? Give me everything I want. Yeah, that's right. I actually want a couple more wishes. I've got my fucking golden desert eagle in his mouth. I'm so, <laughs> so it's just a regular gun? That kills the kill devil! <laughs> actually, give me everything. Give me everything you got. All the pitchforks, all the like uh, lava jacuzzis. I want it all. I think that was how the devil was created. I think you just... <laughs> Swapped places with him. Would that make me bad or good if I shot the devil? I think good, right? Do I still get to go to heaven? I just love the idea of the devil appearing in Rory's apartment and just <laughs> hearing, you came to the wrong hood, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Rory's got like a wire on his neck. Give me everything, yeah. you little shit. Yeah, I rewatched Aladdin not that long ago. Yeah. And I was, uh, you know, pretty interested... Now I'm watching it with my adult brain to understand the genie logic. We haven't talked too much about genies on this paranormal life, but you know it's good to get a refresher on the rules because the sure. genie, he lays down pretty early on. He's like, yeah, look, obviously you can't ask for more wishes. Doesn't work that way. But I forgot that part of the storyline is what you can do is you can use one of your wishes to set the genie free. Oh. Because Aladdin uh, promises that he'll do that. And then, spoiler, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> the genie's like, all right, Rory, what's your first wish? I want a gun that kills genies. <laughs> that, then we'll see how many wishes you give me. 
<laughs> then we might revisit that little conversation about wishes. And uh, maybe you might be feeling a little more generous. He leaves. He flies off. Oh, shit. I thought I kind of was at least guaranteed the first one. Ginny's <laughs> like, you know, I'm not actually trapped in that lamp. I'm so powerful. You can't just keep me in a lamp. I can do whatever I want. A gun that can kill genies. <laughs> you might change your mind, motherfucker. And then, of course, the one I totally forgot is at the end of the movie, your boy, the bad guy, he asks to be turned into a genie himself. You can do that? Yeah. Shit. But, but genies can't grant their own wishes, can they? I think they can pretty much do whatever they want because cause he was like Jafar, that's who it is. Aladdin tricks him. He goes... Well, Jafar, you want to be the most powerful, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. And then he's like, but a genie is even more powerful than you. And he's like, oh, shit. So I need to, oh, damn. All right, last wish, make me a genie. And then he becomes a genie. And then he makes himself, like, as big as a planet. He starts throwing, like, countries around. Right. And he's like, oh, this is crazy. But then Aladdin. And then Aladdin goes, give me a gun that kills genies. <laughs> And the pirate throws him a gun. <laughs> Robin Williams chucks him an AK-47 <laughs> and he lets fire into Jafar's ghostly belly. <laughs> uh, close enough, Aladdin uh, just picks up his lamp and then he's like, yeah, well, you might be powerful, but you still got to live in a lamp. And then he's like, no. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. So... Some pretty interesting rules. Okay, yeah. You know, we we sometimes, I think paranormal rules can just be quite interesting. I feel like they usually turn up in spells or curses, things like that, you know? Yeah, sometimes with ghosts or spirits or poltergeists, there's kind of rules around why places are haunted or how they're haunted, the levels in which spirits can interfere with the human world. But there are rules in what you would uh, assume is a ruleless world. What is sort of interesting is how deeply associated the Pope Lake monster is with this train track specifically. Um, that seems to almost be its thing. Like if we thought the Pope Lake monster sounded a bit like the goat man, well, this is kind of the difference is the public monster hangs out just right at this creek to the extent that there are also legends in this area of a ghost train, um, which leads some to think that the two may be connected, uh, that because the public monster lives around the track, he might have caused the train to derail, killing those aboard and dooming it to continue as a ghost train on this track forever. Is there so little evidence in today's case we have to rope a ghost train into it? <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> This is all very much possible because no, it isn't. part of this creature's lore is that it has the ability to control minds. It said it has the ability to hypnotize its prey, either with the power of its mind or with its shrieking cry that compels any listener to seek it out. Well, then it probably wasn't held captive in a traveling freak show for 20 years <laughs> if it has the power to control minds. <laughs> Uh, that is a good plot hole you'll find. Unless yes. he was, like, kind of kinky and a little into it. I don't know. Why else would he stay? And I'm afraid at the end of our episode, I have to take it to a dark place because whilst it seems outrageous and ridiculous that uh, this beast would be able to, you know, uh, lure people to it, uh, you, you know, using his abilities, you can understand why people have come to that conclusion. Because David and Raquel, from the start of our story, like I said earlier, are far from unique. It is staggering the amount of people who have been injured or killed at this exact train track trying to find this monster. Because it's the train tracks at night! What are you talking about? But Rory, what What I'm saying is, why the f*** were they on a train track? Isn't that where you said it lives? Right by the train tracks? I'm basically saying, that's why people think this thing can lure people. Uh, using its voice, using uh, telepathy or whatever, because uh, this is something I would argue we have never seen in a paranormal case before, which is uh, so many people being lured to their death, going places that anyone in the right mind should know not to go to get a glimpse of this thing. I mean, we don't have time to go through them, but I mean, there's literally a list of like people, names, dates and like roughly what happened but another example would be uh there were people that were killed while playing pokemon go by trespassing trying to catch digital monsters 
I mean, is this not kind of the same thing? Everyone says, oh yeah, the creature comes out really late at night when it's dark and he hangs out on the high-speed electric railway. Go check it out and don't tell anyone. You actually have to cross a few trespassing fences to get there. It's like, yeah, the mortality rate is going to be high for that. The same way if you're trying to find a ghost that haunts Chernobyl, the nuclear reactors. You're not going to have a good time. That's not really necessarily because of the ghosts. Also, these people aren't getting axed, all right? They're presumably either falling off cliffs or getting hit by trains. Uh, I, I can't say I've studied every case. I can't say I've studied every case. That would take a long time. Um, were some of them clawed to death by a circus freak? I, I, I don't know. That, that, that would, I would have to check that all the police records. It should be said at the end of this episode that uh, just in case you were considering trying to find this monster yourselves... Uh, for once we cannot endorse that and we will endorse anything we love the idea of monster hunting trying to find this paranormal creature but please for the love of god this list is long that I just showed Rory a lot of people have been hurt or killed trying to track this thing down and playing and hanging out around this area which brings us to the end of our investigation into everything that's going on the life and times of the Pope Lick monster in Kentucky Uh, Rory, we have talked a little bit about where this thing is supposed to have come from or the three different places it may have come from. A little bit about what it might look like and its abilities and sadly what's happened to the people who've gone looking for it. Uh, Where is your head at today? Uh, Little is the right choice of words, Kit, I think to sum up almost every aspect of this story. Uh, Little information on it, little sightings, little... Yeah, it's crazy. Like almost no one has ever seen. Like we don't even know if anyone's even ever seen it. I feel like we. I pretty feel mysterious. Like I don't. I feel like we're we're at the conclusions, and I literally know nothing about this thing, except the fact it kind of looks you like need, the goat need man. To clean your ears out, bud. And you been listening. And there's three stories of how it was created. It can control minds, and it's from a circus, or a devil ritual, <laughs> or a government lab. Okay. And, and it, between you and me, brother, it's basically the goat man. Just picture the goat <laughs> man. For all intents and purposes, just think of the goat man. And there's kind of no reason why it does anything that it does. It's evil. All right, just just evil. Okay. Uh, I was hoping there would be maybe some photographic evidence, maybe some more contemporary sightings. Didn't you hear the bit where I said no one's even seen it? Well, that makes it a little hard to say yes to, doesn't it? <laughs> you must know that. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm really not seeing anything here today that that even kind of breaks the mold. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 very similar to creatures we've investigated in the past, but uh, doesn't even necessarily have that backstory or that unique characteristic that could set it apart and push us into a world of believability. It's kind of like uh, just a when when someone says cryptid, like what a, what an AI would just generate. All right, kind of human, kind of not. Uh, comes from devil or experiment or something, lives in the woods at nights and kills strangers. It just, it's just kind of ticking all the boxes without uh, really setting off in any unique areas. Which is easy to say when you are not uh, inside your car, the top of it is crushed beyond belief by an eight-foot goatman creature wielding an axe. Uh, yeah, you are. You're Where's right. that story? You are coming from a, a place of privilege that that has not happened to you. Where was that thank story God, today? Thank God. Uh, Were there photographs of the cars, of the drivers? Did they get in touch? It's happened to I mo- mean, you said an axe slammed into the top. Multiple people. Multiple people in the Kentucky area. They probably wanted to keep it quiet for insurance reasons, you know. You want to keep your insurance premium low. You don't want to well, I think, make um, a claim if you can avoid it. So, you know, and hey, that's an act of God. Insurance probably doesn't, doesn't even cover that happening. I think until those people come out of the shadows, it's going to be a no from me today. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the standard is just too high. Standard, the standard to get a yes on this show is just like, like I am just sweating over here. I'm like, I'm breaking a sweat. Like, try, like bring in evidence, bring in stories, bring in crazy claims to the table, and it's just like, I don't think the it's just hard are to get high. it across the line. You know. Yeah. So your conclusion, hmm? then for this episode, you obviously have to decide as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. This week, it's going to be a yish. <laughs> All right, first time ever, a yish. 
<laughs> and that is that, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Um, cool. Double no, just to clarify, if anyone fine. Got, had a problem with Kit uh, hearing what, he, what his conclusion was. Uh, God damn it. Um, hey. I hope you've enjoyed this investigation into the Pope like a monster. If you're from Kentucky, hopefully you've heard of it and that this one is near and dear to your heart. I mean, it's a bloody tragic story. I mean, we normally don't like to uh, cover stuff that involves such macabre details, but um, to be honest, usually the paranormal's quite a safe place for these kinds of stories. You can't keep calling this the paranormal. We, we, what you have, your final page of research is just a list of train deaths, essentially. It is a cryptid. It is a half man. He's made in a lab. He's like, like he's crazy. He's crazy. He's telepathic. And you're telling me it's not paranormal. Like, this is one of our most dangerous cryptids yet. He can control <laughs> trains with his mind. Yeah, he like, did. No, he can't. He did. He derailed the train. Well, Rory might not think it's paranormal, but our listeners disagree. So thank you to Sam S, Andrew Michael, Joel, and Nikki DeFrancesco for sending in that suggestion. Took me a little while to get round to it, but I hope you guys enjoyed that investigation. Um, I'm blocking your emails. <laughs> okay. You guys are on the block list for that one. You get one chance. <laughs> Oh, we talked a lot about the Goatman on this episode. Um, yeah. And we've actually talked about him not that long ago. Wasn't it episode 300 that we went back to the tale of the Goatman? It was not, Kit. We went back to talk about uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot? The man who it? punched Bigfoot. Oh, I knew it was one of our early investigations. I get it confused because... Goatman was our first ever investigation. Yes, uh, but Bigfoot was the first one that came out. No, other way around. So other way around. Technically, Bigfoot was recorded first. And then Goatman yeah. was the first, is episode 001. So uh, now that I mentioned that, actually, don't go back and listen to episode 001. No, um, but, but do go back and listen to uh, the episode that we uh, recorded with Rain Wilson from the US office as Terry Carnation, where we actually went back to reinvestigate the goat man uh, with his axe uh, that was a great episode really funny one of the biggest guests we've ever had on the show and it was a blast and we did talk about the goat man a lot so if you want to compare and contrast cryptids that is the episode to listen to and if you want to get more of this paranormal life the usual place is patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life the patrons get it all baby they get uh, of course the four main episodes that come out every month ad free uh, in their personalized RSS feed on their podcast app of choice. They also get five more bonus episodes uh, a month, depending on what tier you're on. We Whoa. do weekly after parties behind the scenes of This Paranormal Life and full-length bonus episodes once a month where we dive into some of the craziest cases in TPL history. Uh, do you know what else they got? Was pre-sale access to our upcoming world tour. Crazy! I guess they also get the evidence for cases now. It looks like we're excluding that from our public episodes uh, and just giving that to the patrons, I guess. So kind of evidence, first-hand testimonies. That's, that's a cool now idea. You know what you should withheld. start with? is Shag Harbor. You should just, <laughs> no, you should just go you, back in time. You should just you dare. start a little thread and just post it all just so we can, in the cold light of day, just really go back and see what all the fuss was about. Shag Harbor had probably some of the most convincing witness testimonies I've ever seen in my life before. And they were all public. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, the aliens from Shag Harbor must have used telepathy or something to get me to say no, because, yeah, why would I have said no? As I say, our upcoming world tour, we are going to the USA. We are going uh, around the UK in October. Uh, if you haven't seen already, head to thisparanormallife.com forward slash tour to see if we're coming to your city. But I'll tell you not. We're going to LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Somerville, New York City, then in the UK, Belfast, Glasgow, Manchester, and London for our biggest live show ever. How would you like to see a, a traveling freak show where the freaks run the shit? Do they? Where the lunatics run the asylum. That's this Paranormal Life Live. It's, it's two hours on stage of me whipping Kit and Kit whipping me. <laughs> We're both the freaks and the guys who own the freaks. Yeah, both convinced that the other is the freak. <laughs> So make sure and pick up your tickets to that to meet the rest of the Paranormal Commune uh, in person. And, uh, and uh, yeah, come see us for our first ever jaunt across the US. 
something else those gorgeous patrons get too is a shout out if they're on the $20 or higher tier on Patreon. We're going to get into those right now. Thank you so much to Thomas Breen. Thomas Breen likes to clean. He's borderline obsessed with it. Anytime there's even a speck of dirt on a tabletop, he's like, ah, let me just get that real quick. Wipes it all down. He's carrying cleaning supplies with him? Always, 24-7. He's the kind of guy that uh, is good to have, um, but not good to live with. Because obviously, you know, if you just like put your beer down on the table or something, he's like, ah, use a coaster. ah." And sometimes he'll try and clean you off of the earth. If you kind of piss him off too many times, he'll try and like, he'll be like, get away. He'll kind of put like his hands (laughs) around your neck. And yeah, he's, he's a pretty intense guy. Die, germ, he kind of says. <laughs> Thanks to Gage Storer. Come on down to Gage Storer's Gage Store. We got gauges of every kind. Fuel gauges, temperature gauges, uh, atmospheric gauges. What about 12 gauges? How'd you know? <laughs> Come out back, son. <laughs> this, this is where the real gauges are found. Uh, <laughs> that was just a, j- a joke, Gage. Uh, I don't know uh, if we need any gauges for the paranormal commune. A couple of radiation gauges, actually, <laughs> would be pretty good. So we'll be in touch. Thanks to Joseph Maurer. Come on down to Joseph's Explosives. We what? got explosives of every of every kind. <laughs> All right, I think one of them went off in your face recently because you kind of you're stuttering <laughs> a little bit. My face is covered in soot. My hair is spiked up like in Looney Tunes. Yeah, these things are not stable. I've been complaining, making formal complaints to Joseph ever since I started working here, but he does not listen. And I get paid minimum wage, so I don't even know what I'm doing here anymore. Yeah, stop smoking, I'll say. Huh? In, the, in the building, stop smoking. That's probably a good idea because you're addicted. setting off a lot of the bombs. Thanks, lastly, today to Danielle Burton. Don't press Danielle's Burtons. <laughs> she will snap. She will She's a little bit like our friend Thomas. She doesn't need much pushing to kill, to be honest. Right, you push her, you push her Burton, you'll be hurting. <laughs> That's what the saying goes. You're a germ to her. Just beware. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you, everyone else. We've shouted out today. We will be back with more shoutouts from next week. Roy, I feel like I've been talking for friggin' ages. Why don't you wrap up today? Sure, no problem. Uh, anything else we want to say at the end of the podcast? No, I think we're good. Cool. Uh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you've kind of been running the show. Yeah. I've been like on autopilot a little bit, I feel like. So, uh, Jesus. Um, it's no big deal. Just like, hope you enjoyed. See ya. Bye. Sorry, that was way too aggressive. I was, I was like trying to do something what funny at the end. I said, bye. And like a high pitched kind of you, voice. I've never heard you make that noise before. Uh, I'll just think of like a cool outro phrase. Um, and then Don't. see. I would say, keep it simple. Uh, slip and slide. Nah, 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 nah something nah. like that. You you haven't even said the episode is over yet. <laughs> so I'm just I'm kind of panicking a little. So bit. I last said we'll be back with more shoutouts next shout week. Outs you next can't week. just say slip, slip and slide. slide. No, and do like a rock and roll. And if anything, nah. we already have catchphrases. So right. if you wanted to say a phrase, there's several to choose from sure i'm just honestly not i'm running a blank here i'm running a complete i can end the episode that's fine that's fine i could do it sure sure yeah 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 go ahead so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode we'll of course be back (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing man you said you can fit it do you want me to do it or you want me to finish it all right kids had his chance i'll take it here slip and slide let her ride You were staring at me, and I could see you mouthing what you wanted to say. Right. The episode's do you want over. Me to just do it? The episode's over. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Slip and slide. Fine. Let it ride. Okay. Hot dogs at the BBQ. I'll have a dozen. All right. Thanks, everyone. It's kind of a cool way to go out. Hot dogs at the BBQ. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.